Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The mask madness continues to expand. I was just saying, I think it was last night on the show that it's nice to not have a bunch of coronavirus news to talk about because we've been talking about other things. Yeah. Uh, ever since the well, ever since the protests broke out, basically, uh, the sort of the news has changed. What uh, what sorts of news is available is different now than it has been for the last well most of the year at this point. Uh, but the masks are back, and in some places they haven't left. It's still uh, apparently illegal to not wear a mask if you're in Massachusetts uh, in that state jurisdiction and then i think there's a few other states that are similar and surprisingly uh california had not yet gone on that bandwagon but that has now changed i'm still confused about whether or not we're supposed to be wearing a mask right now as far as like the the legality in new hampshire like is it is it in new hampshire where required no i know people aren't wearing masks but that's why i'm to my understanding, there is not a governor's order in okay. place requiring masks at this point, or nor was there at this at any point, uh, from what I understand, in New okay, Hampshire. Okay, so the, the masks people are wearing are voluntary, technically. That's my understanding. Okay. I have not by any Not means, a lawyer, I got you, right. Uh, well, right. I have not read the 50-plus governor's orders. I suspect most people haven't. No, right? so. <laughs> no I haven't. Definitely not. <laughs> Nobody's read them. <laughs> right. People, you know, they, they look at these government officials and act as if they're somehow, you know, this all-knowledgeable, all-knowing force when they're That's not. That's a huge problem. They're, they're, they're below, their knowledge is less than that of people who are, like, actually experts yeah. in that area. And, and when they twist stuff for political purposes, it you can't then trust them later, and then it's no. like... It, it doesn't make sense. So to listen, to go and listen to, I haven't been really following very closely, like what the politicians have said, but I have looked and not as much lately, but I have looked at like what people are saying who are more knowledgeable on like how diseases spread. And um, it's it's certainly interesting. And one of the things that, you know, people who are not lying to you are going to say is they're going to continue to say we don't have enough information to make any kind of judgment in so many areas. And we're just taking it's it's more like a guess. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're protecting yourself from a, from a possible risk. But we don't know you know how great that risk is. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm going to go about life as though there is no risk because I don't you know, to me, if there's just the potential for something to go wrong, well, that's always the case in my life. Uh, I just drove here from the Jamaican restaurant, and there is a potential that some lunatic is yeah. going to careen around a corner and T-bone my car at some point. We were touching on this idea, and I don't think we really got to flesh it out at all, uh, Chris, just a moment ago, but the idea that, well... And I think you accidentally said, well, this is a law. Well, no, it's not a law. It's a governor's order. And there's a difference, right? So a law yeah. is what the legislature passes. Then the governor signs. Then you've got a law if you right, believe right. in their crazy system. But that's what they supposedly yeah, believe. Yeah, I mean... It, it, the governor's I, orders I think, bypass that. Right. And so so I think, and I don't know, but I think what a lawyer is going to tell you is something to the effect of it has the effect of law. And, well, it does. If men with guns show up right, and threaten right, you, right, exactly. and then it does. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, well... If you if you don't obey, they'll close your business or whatever they're going to do. And then maybe in a year or two from now, maybe you'll get a trial. You yeah, know? that's a good question. When yeah. are the trials going to happen? Uh, because I think there's a case, and I don't think I'm alone on this viewpoint. I remember the, the barber, the northern Michigan barber, the 77-year-old guy. He won at the Michigan Supreme Court 7-0. to zero. Wow. So 
there was a case there. Uh, Wisconsin overturned their governor's Mm. or executive orders as well and just eliminated overnight uh, the various different restrictions. Which is kind of interesting because, you know, traditionally there's been there's precedent, I think, as far as like and I think it's been in the past where they've we've seen them overturn stuff, too. We had a local city council in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is in the neck of the woods of Bentonville, you know, Walmart and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Um, Bunch of hippies up there. And they uh, they passed a city ordinance that required you wear a face mask in public, even though the state directive is, you know, if you want to wear one, you can. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to be somewhere where you can't social distance, then we, we recommend that you wear a face mask. But it's not it's not a law. It's just a, this is what we recommend. Mm-hmm. And so in light of what the, the city of Fayetteville did, our governor uh, canceled his executive order and because it ran out tomorrow, I believe, and signed a new one that basically is the same thing. And what the city ordinance does not supersede what the what the you know, what the governor uh, mandates. So is so, uh, just to clarify something, Steve, is. Is Arkansas uh, what they call a home rule state or not? You know, I'm not sure about that. So here in but New Hampshire, know- city governments cannot do anything they're not authorized <laughs> to do, supposedly, <laughs> by this prevention, this thing called, uh, it, I don't know if they call it not home rule, but we don't have what they call home rule, which is where cities in places where they do have home rule can just make whatever ordinances they want to make. I'm just curious, since you are in, in New York, do you know... Is the governor's order still in place mandating the people there use masks in public? Hey, guys. So, um, you know, I'm not totally sure I moved from Manhattan to upstate New York, where I used to live part-time, full-time, about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I live in a pretty red, you know, area where the rules, so to speak, you know, are very different here than they are in Manhattan. So I, I have kind of tuned out from, um, you know, the the news, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of mainstream doesn't, news. Doesn't New York can, City can, operate I, I, differently than the rest of New York because they've got like like some yeah. special legislation or yeah. something? But that, this was a New York wide governor's order mandating okay. masks. So what are you well, seeing I, on the streets so I, there? I, I can I can yeah, that's a better way for me to for, for me to answer the question is that you know people um, like in my town, which is a ski town in the Catskill Mountains, about three hours north of the city. Um, you know, it's a mix of, like, wealthy second homeowners from Manhattan and, like, local people, a mix of economic backgrounds, including a lot of poor people. Yep. Um, pretty much um, it's 50-50. You know, I'm firmly on the left, and I listen to your show um, after it follows some progressive talk shows that are aired on a station called um, Detour Talk Live out of Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And your show comes on following. Um, I, I stream it on my phone while I'm working in the yard. And um, and your show comes on. And I listen to it. I, I pretty much, you know, for a couple of years now, I've listened to it because I'm interested in your point of view. Um, it, I, I often don't agree with you guys, including about math, because I think they've saved a lot of lives. Um well, just and just I, to be clear, we're not all on the same page as far as masks. You wore a mask for quite a while, and I Chris. still wear a mask. Um, I just don't wear it 
100 percent of the time because I'm, it's about yeah, reducing we, we, risk not you know, you're never going to eliminate am, risk yeah. about reducing i'm risk. neutral to the masks themselves but i am unstoppably opposed to having them imposed by force right and i'm the same uh, way yeah you know in regard to that I, issue. i'm on the i'm on the I'm on the same page with you guys on that. Like, I, you know, I'm getting schooled by people about wearing masks, even though, you know, I'm a lefty. You know, I, you know, I find it annoying. I'm with my contractors half the time. They're not wearing masks in my house doing work. I'm, I'm with you guys on that. My question is really this. After listening to the show for a couple of years, you know, I'm having a hard time deciphering. You know, I, I think your show kind of loosely comes under the political um, definition of, like, libertarian. Yeah. So I've listened to you guys for, you know, 24 plus months. And I I, got to be honest, I have a hard time differentiating, especially in the age of COVID and what's happened in the last, let's say, four or five months, differentiating your point of view from, let's say, Fox News or Rush Limbaugh. What what are the points of view of those people? Nobody tells the truth. So that's a big difference between him and Fox News. it is. It okay. is. I will agree with you. It's hard right now to tell the difference yeah. between some of the right wing stuff going on and and some of the stuff you've heard on FTL. Well, I don't know if that's true at all. I oh, mean, yeah. I've, I've been around. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, first of all, well, I'll say this: so uh, right wingers tend did, to like Trump, and we are not cheering Trump on here right. in any but, way, shape, but or form. Your average, a lot of your the conversations that are going on currently during COVID have definitely sounded right wing, and it's. It's kind of a lot of the. What does that mean, though? What does it mean to be right wing on COVID? Can you? I, um, I, I mean, maybe Ron can answer that question. Like, what are you yeah, hearing? I don't yeah, watch I, I, Fox I, News, I, I, so I don't know what yeah. they're saying, and I don't listen to Rush yeah. Limbaugh. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I, I can answer that question. It's um, the nanny state. Uh, masks are bad, and mandating masks are bad. Social mm-hmm. distancing is bad. Mm-hmm. Legislating, ruling, or you know, making a decree, you know, executive order to keep people safe is bad. You know, everyone should like make their own decisions. I mean, you know, this is exactly, I mean, exactly what they're saying on Fox News. The viewpoint I got from the people on the right about this situation is that they want to so-called reopen. But a lot of them are being very obedient about it. You know, they're only reopening when oh, they're yeah. told they oh, can reopen. Sure. They didn't vehemently uh, oppose the closing down in the first place by, let's right, say, right. standing up for freedom and actually not closing down and saying, "This is my business." See, these are subtleties, and and I don't people I don't think people understand these subtleties often when we're talking about these conversations. That's why I'm I'm laying them out there. Yeah. So I, uh, so I want to make it clear rather than subtle. That's why when the governor's order went into place. Uh, to tell people the stay-at-home order, so-called, here in New Hampshire, we created an event called Nightcap and went out. This is now going to be, I believe, week 13 tonight. will be the 13th Nightcap in a row uh, on Friday nights. We went out the very same night the governor's order went into place and committed civil disobedience openly. And I announced that this was going to happen publicly in advance yep. on the freekeen.com blog. And we committed civil disobedience openly about that. Also um, disobeying the open container ordinances because we were openly con- uh, consuming alcohol down at Central Square. So what you get, at least out of this show, as far as the libertarian viewpoint, is a viewpoint of disobedience, a viewpoint of non-cooperation uh, with these tyrants. In my experience, people on the left come at things from a couple of different perspectives. One, generally they want to help people, right? They want to help the poor. They want to help the sick. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Some of them, however, believe that the best way to do it is through this monopoly on violence that we have. And they call themselves the state. Spot on. Uh, They call themselves 
the government or the federal government or the state government or the city of fill in the blank. And I don't think that that is the best way to help people. I think that using the threat of violence, which is ultimately what backs all government programs, is the threat of violence. Either you do what they say or they send men with guns who usually are right wingers <laughs> to uh, come yeah. to come after you <laughs> so true. and uh, throw you in a prison cell or possibly kill you if you don't do what they say and the right does that too that's a crazy thing yeah they're, they're they both do sure they're status right uh, and so so when you show somebody on the left the what, 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 we, what we would call libertarians might call the gun in the room this sort of the violence that inherently backs all of this system uh that we have Usually somebody on the left will go one of two different directions. They will either completely ignore the gun in the room and, you know, be in a state of denial about it. Well, that, oh, well, they're not going to use violence on you. They'll just, you know, send you a letter. Well, what Or it's somehow you, justified. Yeah, or, 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 but, well, right. The other perspective right. is of the unapologetic leftist who embraces the violence of the state. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. We did mention the uh, the situation in D.C., but, you know, it's so po- it's so political. It just wasn't the top story, I think, of of the night that that particular day. So, I mean, I'm not in favor of what uh, what they did there. You're referring to where they used uh, what was it National Guard troops, probably Secret Service, other goons uh, to to clear yeah. out a group of protesters so Trump could take a picture. We talked about how the. Uh, the pastor of that church was actually against that. So sometimes when you you know have a particular belief system, it's easier to hear things that might you know you might agree with, and uh, or or maybe it's more difficult uh, in that case. But yeah, we definitely did talk about that, and we've been heavy in favor of uh, the protests here on Free Talk Live over the last two weeks that they've been going on to the point where. Uh, you know, there's we've even lost a radio station just within yeah. the last two weeks over this, and so I I, I, I got to beg to differ with I, you. I mean, I, I've been at multiple Black Lives Matter events up here in New Hampshire and have reported on my experiences there on the radio. I think I think the the thing that he he may be right about is the sol- solidarity part. I I definitely would say that I don't I don't have solidarity with the people on the left who are protesting. When people like me on the left hear people say that um, typically on the right, and this is what I'm trying to say to you guys, you sound like you're you know, in lockstep with the people on the right, that uh, what you're looking out for and where we can find agreement on is that we want freedom and liberty. You guys want freedom and liberty as libertarians, and that there's an economic message in that that we should you know, kind of jibe with or listen for to find agreement with you. Try to understand, you know, you're talking about, I'm not talking about myself necessarily, but people aligned with me on the left who are looking out for poor people, people who are hourly workers, people who make minimum wage. When you talk about freedom and you talk about liberty, an economic message, that just doesn't really connect at all versus someone who says AOC, Bernie Sanders, 
we are going to fight for Medicare for all, which I'm going to just assume that none of the three of you are for. So, so, no, you know, I'm completely we, opposed. Right. So when you say when you say we should we should scrap all that Medicare for all nonsense and listen to how we're going to have our economic picture is going to benefit by not having that because we'll have freedom and liberty. You know, I guess I kind of want you guys to understand that that just doesn't in any way connect to reality. If you were to get rid of the centralized command and control structure and you were to actually have the freedom to choose what to do with the money that you earn rather than handing it over to Donald Trump or uh, Barack Obama or whichever politician happens to be in charge at the moment, then you would actually get to support the charities that are doing the work that you think is best. And if there didn't exist one, then you could create one without having to beg some government bureaucrat's permission. Yep. You would see things like mutual aid societies make a comeback. And I know nobody, you you probably know a little bit more about these, uh, you know, given that you've studied that, I think, a little bit more over time. But mm -hmm. uh, mutual aid is absolutely a legitimate way to help people on a completely voluntary basis get the help that they need without violence well, not just that but it's a way to help people without evil monsters in government taking 90 percent of the money that you give them in taxes to help people and use it to murder people all over the world i, I don't think I people mean, understand there is way more money spent on warfare than is ever spent on welfare so the answer to that is take the, that money away from the psycho killers and give it to somebody who a is not a murderer and b actually cares about helping people which none of these politicians i don't think people do. see understand that they're the 15 they're not just taking 15 percent from you they're taking money from you in all different ways you stole my some of my thunder about show the gun that's always the method that i try to use at least until i can tell if the person is even possibly able to talk any kind of economic stuff I, I have just not found economics to be as our as as what was it colored before me uh, robert or again i think it was, rob. was rob i mean or I've, I've, had almost no, Sorry. I've had almost no success trying to you know basically tell them how bad Keynesian economics is or socialist economics yeah it, it just doesn't work on well them. even i mean i don't know you were listening closely to the call but even when i did you know reveal the gun in the room he ignored what I said and went on to a completely different point after that. So uh, he, I don't know if he was ready to really uh, to hear that or or to address it. I didn't hammer him yeah. about it either. I just kind of let him go because it was you know yeah. that wasn't and, the, the and, time for I it. I mean, you you guys do this night after night to show the gun. I mean, I know, but a lot of um, well, it's actually rare because we don't have calls like that night after night. Yeah. Usually, night after <laughs> right. night, it's like James in Arizona and David in New Mexico, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's but nice I'm to get somebody like else. You, you meet somebody that's a friend of your friends, and they're you know they're a lefty. And I mm -hmm. have this with my wife uh, as a teacher, and and basically oh, I deal with like young you know, the young hipster lefty Bernie types. The other thing that we should stop doing is blockading, going to war with, yeah. harassing, or otherwise troubling those countries that do right. find themselves socialist. Let them fail on their uh, own volition, rather than, so they can't point to uh, the free country that... Exactly. You know, as exactly. the reason for failure. People, A lot of people say, oh, well, the only reason Cuba's failing is because, uh, is, is because they can't trade yeah. with America. And it's, it's a factor. Like, it is a factor. Oh, yeah. 
Well, but it's I not mean, the reason they're failing. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah, if you can trade with the rest of the world, but not America, you should still be fine. But that, uh, that if would be, you that'd be another good reason to have a socialist state next to a libertarian state, because the libertarians are not going to refuse to trade with the socialists, and you would have some of that, you know, undermined. Because there is some truth to, you know, uh, again, we don't have, you know, free markets, we don't have a free society in America, no. but it would undermine the ability of um, what we do have's ability to totally destroy an economy. Jason, any other thoughts you want to share? Go ahead. Yes, I do. Uh, so I do think that, uh, as we've talked, that teaching the, the lefties economics is hard, very hard, and not does not work. But I think the day of reckoning is coming sooner than the day where they actually are going to feel the effect of like being like in a Venezuela because of the end of the road for Keynesianism and, the, and all the money printing and all the stuff that mm. Chris talks about on his show and you guys talk about. I actually first heard of the Free State Project sometime around 2003, mm-hmm. I believe. I think when they originally started was like 2001. That's it right. Was, it was right around the same time that 9-11 happened, if I recall right. But <laughs> more was. importantly, that was the fact that uh, the the idea has has changed so much um, as far as what liberty is to most Americans. And in this day and age, it's important that we as libertarians or as voluntarists um, hold true to that, to that court, the core tenets of our beliefs and of that message. And when I see as many people as there are in, uh, in New Hampshire, I don't feel like that message has, has gotten lost in translation the way that it has in some other places like Arizona, where I'm originally from, mm-hmm. or Texas, where I lived for a while, or even here in Colorado. Um, I, I feel like you guys are holding true a little bit harder. So it came to the point where I said, you know, I love it here. I'm now a registered firefighter. I'm a certified, you know, a firefighter for the state. So what do I do now? Do I do I look elsewhere? And then it struck me. I already pledged that I was going to move. Mm. So now I'm I'm looking to come check it out. I'm going to be there in uh in July 25th or so, somewhere around there. And uh, hopefully there's someone there. I might have a couch or a backyard I can hang my hammock in. But um, I'm looking for what to do. What do I need to see? New Hampshire. I won't have a car, so I'll be either hitchhiking or, you know, catching rides where I can. You were frustrated by the lack of libertarian media uh, that's available on, you know, platforms like television. And so your idea was to take libertarian video clips like by people like by uh, Brett Vinat from the School Sucks Project. You mentioned his name. Uh, you mentioned Tom Woods. So take these uh, good you know, or great libertarian communicators and put them on broadcast television. Was that your proposal? Yeah, man, it seems to be the, like, for me, at least, I'm not sure well, you, libertarianism was, like, it was self-baiting, and that, like, I, I kind of have my own curiosity about it, I listened to it, and then, like, confirmation bias kind of seemed to take me a long way. But I think a lot of these people were never exposed to a lot of the good ideas. Like, if they heard the root idea, they'd be like, oh, that's, that's awesome. And maybe you never told them what it was. And then at the end of the road, they realize for themselves, like, oh, this just has a term associated with it, libertarianism. Well, I'm, I'm that now. But you know, think about all the successful ad campaigns that, that have kind of made you, you know, buy a drink or that made you value your way to, you know, get a product. We're libertarians. We're supposed to be, like, the capitalist entrepreneur, Did, like, bros. This should be us, man. Have you, yeah. have you ever looked into advertising costs? Hey, I want to talk to the smartest person in the room there. Put Jazzy on, would you? Oh, Zing. She's <laughs> oh, asleep. <wow>. Sorry. <laughs> No, I, w- I wanted to say that BLM has lost me, you know, and, and I've been uh, fighting, uh, trying to do whatever I could to raise awareness about police brutality for 40 years. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't talk to me about police brutality. I know all about it, but I had hopes. I had dreams 
that this BLM thing was going to actually have make a change in huh. policing in this country. And really? they had a darn good start at it. They started out, they had this issue by the short hairs. They were having victory in getting real talk about police, about changing this police brutality in this country. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they just threw it all away. And they got on these crazy little offshoots, Aunt Jemima and pulling down statues and all of this stuff. And now the, the goons are threatening to not go to work. And so now all the, the little Karens in the whole country are panicking because the police won't be there. <laughs> so the police are going to have everybody kissing their rear ends so that they can go back to work. And they've thrown this whole thing out the window. And I'm well. That I'm, sounds like I'm a perfect angry. opportunity. I, I got to say, I haven't been paying close attention outside of the. Uh, we, you know, we covered the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone over the weekend in some level of detail here. So I don't know what "quote unquote" Black Lives Matter has been doing because I know you know bl- the uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is bigger than just Black Lives Matter. Even if some people get some kind of money out of the government, yeah. right? Because that's where the reparation's going to come from. It's not like that's going to all of a sudden make the police behave. It's going to mean that they're going to beat you down and you got $1,000 in your pocket yeah. now. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I, here's Daddy. the thing. Like, if, if you're if you're part of this group um, that get that ends up getting reparations, take it, but I'm going to advocate against it. Study the Cultural Revolution. We're going to, they're going to be wanting to hang plaques around people's necks because they did blackface when they were in college or, you know, pick your, pick your sin, whatever your big sin is. Now we got rid of racism in 69, 70, 71. I was part of the movement and we did not have racism. We were black and white side by side. And we were actually looking at, we didn't look at race. Hmm. We had actually eliminated it in 69 and 70. Now they're bringing it all back. They're stirring all this hatred up. Well, and it's important is... to keep people separated and keep people angry at one another so they don't find the real cause yeah, you, of the problem, you which wanna, is the state. You want to keep the little people uh, fighting with each other rather than fighting with you know, right. the, the powers and, well, of the Well, this is why BLM has lost me. They have started to stir up racism. That's not they good. Are falling into yeah. this, they're falling into this trap of saying us against them. And what's really... The, you know, it's not black against white. It's the 1% against the 99%. And they have completely lost track of the issue. I wanted to talk about the, you know, there's this growing trend in New Hampshire where, you know, supposedly historically we have this thing where you're, you know, each bill in the legislature is only supposed to deal with one, one sub. And that, that was violated somewhat uh, a, a few months ago where, when um, oh, yeah. they, they, they just tacked on a um, they tacked on a a smoking ban or a smoking restriction uh, on top of their budget. Just threw it in there. Really? And that's not supposed to be done, but it was done. And when, now, when you say a smoking <clears throat> ban, what does that mean? What did they do? A smoking a smoking restriction. I don't. There have been so many different smoking restriction attempts lately. I don't remember which one this was. Okay. It, it's it's slightly slightly restricted smoking. A little bit more. You know, took the the age down a little bit. Something like that. Oh, I don't remember the exact details. Okay. Yeah. I think I thought they didn't they raise the age to twenty one statewide. Yeah, I think something like maybe. That. Something but like again, that? Or was that the, pro- the problem is the. The problem is the process. They just stuck it into yeah. a, a unrelated bill. Right. So um, anyway, so that that process is now multiplied. And what what's happened is they they've they submitted a bill 
and I guess passed it, or, or at least they submitted it and it came up for a vote uh, recently, where uh, it's just a bill about heating the some state buildings, but they just added 39 other things to it, like the federal government would, right? There's all these other issues that are dumped in there, completely unrelated in, in many cases. So they're violating so their now- own rules. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.